Welcome to another edition of Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church. We're so glad you chose to listen with us today, and we pray your life will be blessed through the following message. Okay. I am calling this message, Fly Like an Eagle, but it's got a whole lot more to do with than flying like an eagle. Okay. All right. Um... Let's open with prayer, please. Father, as I come before you in the name of Jesus, I thank you you'll cause me to speak the words that you want your people to hear and that they will be highly blessed and that you will touch their hearts and that they'll leave here different from the way that they came in. And I thank you for giving me the strength to do this. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'm going to open it up with um, Isaiah 40, 29. And y'all, when I was preparing this message, y'all just don't know how much of these scriptures I need myself today. He give power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And I know that a bunch of you may be wondering, okay, what's wrong with her? I'll get into that sooner or later. (laughs) You're going to hear this a lot. When I started this message, you've already heard it. When I started this message, well, when I started this message, I knew what it was supposed to be about. And I had hundreds of thoughts swirling around in my mind. Then I'd see hundreds of scriptures. Which ones do I use? And then my computer wanted to be contrary, and it still is. It still don't work. (laughs) And so I'd pray. Lord, let it work one more time. Lord, until I can do something about it. Well, apparently I haven't been able to do anything about it. It's probably 10, 15 years old. I can go on and on about the hindrances. My hindrance is just getting here this morning. (laughs) So, what do you do? Well, I chose to pray for wisdom. Now, I don't always, but I did choose to pray for wisdom. I asked God to organize all those thoughts in my head and cause them to flow in an organized manner. I asked him to stop all the hindrance. I prayed that he would direct me and that I would say what he wanted me uh, to say and that you would be blessed because God wants to bless you. You know what, God God don't just ask us to do something and then act like we didn't show up. God wants to bless us. Well, Isaiah 43. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I am starting with this verse because it goes along with my message, but it applies to me too. 
Most of the time, I do messages that I, I have experienced or what God is dealing with me. It's never been nothing like this, y'all. I'll just let you know, this is for real. Just recently, God started dealing with me. I don't know what all God is doing in me. I just know he's doing something, and I'm not the same. But this message is about letting go of the past. But it is also about succeeding. Do you know why we do not succeed? Two reasons. Either we don't know any better, or we just refuse to do what we should. God says, Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. But we don't have an excuse. God says if we lack wisdom to ask for it, and he would give wisdom. If you lack wisdom, God said he would give it liberally and without finding fault. James 1, 5, liberally means plenty of it. I've been amazed at what the Bible has to say about wisdom. I'm guilty. We do not read our Bible enough. That is why we don't succeed. When I, when I started this message, I did not realize there were so many scriptures on leaving the past behind. If the Bible has that much to say, don't you think it must be something important to God? I'm going to read you some scriptures about letting go of the past. Brethren, I count, it, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any, any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. There is, therefore, now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. These scriptures are spiritual, but they are for the physical too. And if we don't believe these scriptures... We'll never move on ahead. I want to tell you a little story about this one particular scripture. It took me years to learn that. Of course, I had sinned before coming, uh, you know, to the Lord. But I couldn't get past the fact that I had sinned and just, you know, kept asking God all the time. And I bet some of you do it now. All the time. Oh, God, forgive me for when I did so-and-so, and forgive me when I did so-and-so. And it was something that happened 15 years ago. But um, one day I was talking to my friend Donna Scriven. She's going on to be with the Lord. But Donna showed me this scripture, Romans 8. For 12 years I suffered because I did not know that scripture, I did not know that therefore there was now, now no condemnation 
to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So if you're doing that, if you're asking God to forgive you for all of that junk from the past, it's done. It's over with. If you are a now Christian, it's done and accept it. So, one of the things that I had to learn, give you an example. Some of the things that we do. You see, you've got my hand here. I can't go nowhere. I've sinned. What are those people going to think? I can't, I can't move from here. But what happened to the... There is no condemnation. He said, I'm free. That means I can get up from here and walk anywhere I want to. Can I? So quit holding on. Quit holding on. Hey, listen, y'all. Don't think I'm up here telling you this and I haven't done it. I know what I'm talking about. Probably say it again. Got the t-shirt. Don't want another. See, I was being destroyed because of lack of knowledge. I lived like the victim for too long, y'all. I lived like the victim. Do you know? Eddie, do you know? you remember? He knows. He experienced it. <laughs> It still took me a while to get out of the victim mentality. The victim mentality says everything is everybody else's fault. It's not my fault. I didn't cause it. And the world is out to get me and God hates me. And I'm just a piece of trash. Stop it. That is not what God says about you. And so don't live there anymore. God did not create us to be victimized. He created us to be overcomers. He did not say we wouldn't have to fight, but he said we would win. 1 John 4, 4, You have God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. 1 John 5, 4, for, whoever, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Again, there are just so many scriptures about overcomers and that we are overcomers. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or any other scripture shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you see, we do mess up but we don't have any excuse to fall. And just the few scriptures I have mentioned, there are so many to cover wisdom, to overcome, to conquer, and there are so many scriptures showing that we don't have to be stuck in the past. So, but 
Do you know what the real problem is other than us not reading our Bible to know what it says? It's our minds. That is where the battlefield is. How many times do you argue with the thoughts? You need to know they are not from God, or you need to know which ones are not from God. God clearly states in his word that he expects us to believe. But God is not going to contradict his word. And if you hear something that doesn't say what the Bible says, and it's not from God. So you, you know that it's in direct opposition to God. So what are we to do? Well, you know what I'm going to say. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trust himself that is Christ, let him think of himself, think this again, that as he is Christ, even so we are in Christ. So, so when I was preparing this message, <laughs> I had uh, gone to the Sunoco station up there at High Falls, and to me, it was funny because there was this little, because of this message I was working on, and on the outside of the building, there was a little blackboard. The quote on the board said, you can't reach out in front uh, until you let go of what is behind you. Life doesn't have to be perfect to be wonderful. So hopefully I've demonstrated in a lot of ways. I've read scriptures demonstrating it. I hope I've got that message in your head today. <laughs> and if nothing else, I've gotten some scripture. <laughs> but I got a little demo. Do some. Okay, yeah. And you can stand right there for just a few minutes. Okay, now just open, open it up. Open it up. Uh-huh. Okay. Make sure we got it turned the right way. Okay. You do. Turn it around so right. they can see it. Okay. Can anybody guess what that is? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it's okay. You can laugh. I am a seamstress. I'm not an artist. That is a windshield with windshield wipers. <laughs> Well, considering who did it. <laughs> now, you know, your rear view mirror is not a whole lot bigger than that, but that's the, but, um, but this represents where, you know, that you can look out and, um, or you can keep looking in the past. I think y'all can guess what that is. It's a rear, rear view mirror. So you can either look through that, 
see what a beautiful world out here. You can look here and keep looking in the past. Ain't nothing good in the past. Whoops. Did I just hear a screeching noise? Kathy, where did you find those rose-colored glasses? You need to take them all, because life ain't like that. Yeah, it's a beautiful world out there. Since when has yours been beautiful? It's still your attitude. So do I have something to say about the rose-colored glasses? Why wasn't I wearing the rose-colored glasses and showing up here every time the doors opened? I didn't. And I'm, and I'm about to explain to you that life isn't always rose-colored glasses. Still no excuse. We win. The reason I have not been here partly had to do with not having a car. Haven't been able to get one. And I think about all the times Herman talked about their car and me being patient and waiting on God to provide me a car. And I've come real close to saying to God, Please help me, God, not do something stupid because I'm fixing to go do something stupid. Because when you don't have a ride and you need to go to the doctor several times a week and you need to go to the store and you can't, you get ugly. I'm sorry. I, I ask your forgiveness. I get ugly. So, what has happened. It started back in May. Thought I had a UTI. Went to the doctor every month, every week, two or three times a week, up until, uh, see, I was in the hospital once. Really, I was in the hospital twice, but once. And uh, I kept going, I kept going, and finally in July, the doctor said, Nothing's working. I don't know what to do. Go to the emergency room. I did. They did a CAT scan, whatever. The doctors say, I have a huge tumor in my bladder. And when I went to the doctor, he does not know. I know, or we can know. He does not know if he's going to have to take the bladder out too. He said if the tumor is not embedded, he can scrape it out. If it is, he has to take the bladder out. But I'm praying that God just shrivels that tumor up. And when that doctor sees it, he's going to say, I've never seen anything like this before. And uh, by the way, I go in the hospital Thursday for them to do the surgery. So, and I'm, and I'm just expecting miracles. And y'all, I, I just have to tell you, I have been in excruciating pain since May. So, I mean, even sitting here now, and it's only by the grace of God. So, yes, yeah, sometimes you got to throw away those rose-colored glasses, but what do you do? When you, you're looking 
If I didn't know the Lord, what would I be looking on? Something fearful. And it could still be fearful. But you see, I know in whom I have believed. I have not served him this many years. And him let me down. So, he is my savior. He's my healer. He's my friend. He's whatever I need him to be. And he will deliver me. So, y'all just agree with me. And y'all here. Well, somebody argued with me one time that uh, your past would always uh, make you what you are. Well, no. Only if you choose for it to be. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to go by your past. You can change that. Everything is up, up for change. So, you choose how you want to be. I saw a sign one time that said, if you don't like how your life's going, change it. So, but if your past has made you what you are today, examine your life. Is it productive? Is it fulfilled? Happy? I don't care what kind of tumors you've got. Happy? Are you so afraid of making a mistake again you won't do anything? We don't want to be told what we should do. We want to be told how to do it. There was a woman, and I know a bunch of y'all have seen her, and there was a woman on America's Got Talent. Her stage name was Songbird. She was dying of cancer, and she did die. And... Um, and if anyone should have felt sorry for themselves, she should have, but she didn't. She said, you can't wait until life is not hard anymore to get happy. So you see, it is in the mind. There is, uh, is someone I know that recently told me, well, it's been a little while back, that I was too moody. Back when I was in the victim mentality, probably. I can't say I necessarily agreed with him. I thought, it, I thought I was pretty stable until I found out I wasn't. <laughs> well, I was, I was more stable than most. <laughs> Maybe I was in that victim mentality. I hope that these days, if he would be able to say to me, that he would be able to say, no, you're not that same person you used to be. So, but what I hope that y'all get from these, these days is love and encouragement and joy of the Lord. And if you haven't, I ask your forgiveness and I'll try to do better. Over the years, I know when God is doing a work in me, just so you know, I'm not perfect yet. God isn't working in me again. I mentioned before, I, I don't know what he's doing, but I want to keep, I want him to keep on. Several years ago, I was ruminating on my previous years as a Christian. I thought I'd done a good job over the years. 
But when I thought back on those years and I was calling myself a good Christian, oh, it just about made me want to puke. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, over these next 20 years, I hope I can uh, do better than that. In the Bible, when we read about the great men and women, rarely do we see that they had wonderful, easy lives. They didn't. Of all who should have was Jesus. But his life sure wasn't easy. Was he going around whining? Woe is me. I'm about to die. Poor me. Did you see those deep heartfelt pain he was going through? But, okay, yeah. But you never saw him give up. And these people said they accomplished the jobs that God had set before them. And we should be able to say the same things when our time comes. I did the job. Good and my good and faithful servant. So just so you know, we have a job set before us and it's called life. We're going to have some battles to fight. Jesus said we win. I was reading Derek Wilcox's article in uh, Mercy Outreach. It said we have haters out there. There is always someone or more who wants to see you fail. They want to destroy you. They will if you let them. You have heard the saying, they can't drive you crazy if you don't give them the key. Remember the old deodorant commercial? Don't let them see you sweat. Don't let them see you sweat. You can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens you. We have Jesus. Hold your friends close, your enemies closer. Sometimes it is that friend who is your enemy. Trust God. He knows. Need wisdom? Is it funny all the stuff I heard while preparing this message? This is one more, and I did check it out. The story goes that there is only, uh, that the crow is the only natural enemy to the eagle. Now, the thing that I checked out, it's not just the crow. There are other birds, but we're using the crow in this instance. The crow jumps up on the back of the eagle, and he begins to peck him in the head trying to destroy him. There is a lot, a lot that the eagle can do with the crow on top of his head. So he begins to fly higher and higher. He flies so high into the higher altitudes, the eagle can breathe, but the crow cannot. So he passes out and falls off, and the eagle is free. So, so are we going to stay here? be pecked to death by crows or are we going to fly closer to God so that the crows have to die you see God has made provision for us to enter there for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin let us come therefore 
boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, that we may find grace to help in time of need. To sum this message up, are we going to live in the past miserable, all defeating, staring in the rear view mirror, or are we going to move on to the future and to what God has for us? Are we going to look out that great big windshield watching? Listen, watching for the beauty that's out there. We don't always see beauty, but look for it. There was a, a couple that I know, and they were always coming up with these neat little nuggets that God would show them. So I asked God one day, I said, why do you give them all those little nuggets? He said, because they look for them. So let's look for those little nuggets. So you make your choice. You live here and be be. Yeah, be pecked to death by the crows or you fly higher and get into God's presence. I want to finish this message out for the wounded warriors. You have been in the battle and the battle's gotten the best of you. That is why there is R&R, you know, rest and relaxation. Even the natural army, they get time off. They get to go home for a couple of weeks. It is a time to recoup, to rest. It is a time to get away. Then you go back and enter the battle again. It could be that you have been wounded and you need healing. You need rest. Do what it takes. Go get counseling. Sit out for a season. And I said a season, not forever. Maybe, maybe the haters got the upper hand for a while. But this is what Jesus says. This is from the Message Bible. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Sometimes we take over instead of letting Jesus guide us. So we get tired and we do get burned out. So run, run to Jesus. And we want to be able to say, as Paul said in 2 Timothy, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. So the time has come for you to make a decision. What do you want to do? Maybe you're tired, and you don't want to do it, but you know you must. You need, you need to go back to the Lord. And you know what? There's this saying that says that um, the devil will always take you back. So, so you just make a choice of who you want to serve. And maybe you need salvation. Maybe you've never received the Lord as your Savior, and now is the time to do that. So I'm asking you, if you haven't known him as your Lord and Savior, do it now. 
Maybe you've backslid and you want to get back to him. Do it now. Don't put any, don't put it off anymore. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.